All right, guys, welcome to the Monday Minute of the Hunts Backcountry podcast. If you are new to these episodes, they are meant to be shorter and more informal episodes where we answer your listener questions. Joined today, which is actually Friday, as we pre-record this by Steve. How's it going, man? Good. Yeah, really good. Excited to um, be out bear hunting next week with you. Likewise, man. It feels... uh feels like it's been way too long since I've actually been on a hunt or been in the mountains. I mean, just, you know, you get into those winter months and we're busy with show season. And then this year been busy with the K4 release and certainly I get outside pretty much every day, but not like for, I haven't done a backpack trip since last fall. So it's like way overdue. <laughs> yeah. When I mentioned going fishing last weekend, I like just... Like I said, I'm out hiking, you know, four or five days a week in the Boise foothills, but to be up in the mountains is that's just a whole other level. Yeah. We are recording a series, Steve, and we're actually going to do on you and I after this Monday minute. But so listeners know it's coming in. We're, I think we're going to call it backpack hunt breakdown. And we're recording that for a whole bunch of different reasons and we'll talk more about it, but I'm just, it's been in my head recently honestly just how much i love backpack hunting <laughs> and backpack hunting in mm. particular um just because of the like the whole culmination of the experience right. um there's nothing wrong with other hunts i do other hunts i enjoy other hunts but man there's just nothing like loading up your pack multiple days of gear and the simplicity of taking off and just living in the backcountry with what you have with a goal of pursuing an animal. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to say that that fire in me has been rekindled, but I will say partially maybe because it's been a while. It's been several months since I've gotten to do it. I'm just like, man, this is the coolest thing ever, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I can't really put it into words. I've tried to multiple times, right? But there's just something special about it. All right, so we will... We'll talk maybe you and I planning. We have, we've chatted here and there about this hunt. Uh, and in the midst of that, we'll work in some, some listener questions that are kind of relevant to talk about. I was excited this morning to ask you, Steve, how it went dehydrating last night. Cause we hopped on a call impromptu yesterday afternoon. You're like, I'm going to do my first dehydrated meal and make some spaghetti. And I was all excited to ask you this morning, <laughs> but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I got home and uh, life derailed me from my pet project I wanted to do. So uh, stuff had to be done. But um, yeah, I certainly, by the time you come here on Monday, I will have had some dehydrated spaghetti packed up and ready to go for our backpacking trip. So we'll do, maybe in the next Monday, minute, we'll at least talk about how it went. We've talked about dehydrating before. I've been doing it for quite a while. We've done episodes on it uh, with guests who are quote unquote experts, if you will. But Steve, it's your first time to actually take the leap. So I'm, it'll be fun to talk to you after you go through it and see what kind of takeaways you had. Yeah, We've been talking the last couple Monday minutes, mentioning a few things um, about meals. So to tie this into a listener question. We talked about how you repackage peak refuel meals, Steve, into their own bags. We talked um, the previous Monday Minute about how we actually rehydrate those meals from a Ziploc, how we eat them, the little quote-unquote trick we use of eating out of the jet boil with that. Um, so 
if people don't know what we're talking about, go back to the previous two Monday minutes. We talked about those things, but we did have yet another quick follow-up to touch on a question that came through. And the guy basically asked, since we open up these peak refuel meals or mountain house, whatever you're using and repackage them into the Ziploc, he was wondering if you've ever split meals. Mm -hmm. Um, That was his question. And then kind of to piggyback on that, I would say there's also an opportunity to quote unquote customize a meal, but we can get to that. But I guess the short answer or short question he was asking was, have you ever taken a larger peak meal and then split it into smaller portions, for example? Yeah, absolutely. I think I was, when I did that sheep, 10 day sheep packing video last year, I'm 90% sure I I basically took two meals and turned them into three. So I didn't Mm -hmm. divide it in half, but I basically took all the ingredients, mixed it of two bags, dumped it into a bowl, mixed it up real good. So I wasn't, you know, getting partial ingredients in one and not the other. And then, and then, yeah, divided it up. And so I just had a scale there and I can't remember the exact weight, but you know, just took the, each meal was 4.5 ounces. So I had nine ounces. So then I put three, you know, divide that in third and, put three ounces in each Ziploc bag and, and kind of custom tailor it. Cause I've over the years, there's just sometimes I don't, I don't know what it is, but you, I've talked about this before. Like we started eating dinners sometimes depending on the hunt, if it, you know, an elk hunt doesn't lend itself to this very well, but if you're sitting there and it's six o'clock, you know, for, for years and years and years, you just never dehydrated your or rehydrated your dinner until, you know, it was like set up the tent and it was 10 o'clock at night that for there was plenty of times I just kind of lost my appetite at that point. And so we started just doing it at six o'clock, right? If you're just sitting there glassing, like, oh, I'm going to make my meal right now. And um, it seems to work out better for me that way. Yes. The, the splitting is again, his question. Yes. Totally a benefit of essentially repackaging. And then uh, what I hinted at is customizing a meal too. So whether that means, you want to add different or extra seasonings to a meal. Um, maybe you want to add a different or additional ingredient to a meal. Um, that's just another benefit of having opened this ahead of time and you're repackaging it of being able to add things to it. Um, so, you know, that has, I think one thing to keep in mind is even if you don't dehydrate things yourself, which we obviously just talked about, which I do, um, you can purchase dehydrated ingredients or like what I would say components of a meal um, that you can then use to mix in or to add into other things. So um, it's something that's not common, but yes, since you're already opening this meal, if you want to add something to it, um, that's another opportunity you have at that point, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. You could, I mean, even simple stuff, right? Like guys will get those packets of instant potatoes, for example and make a meal out of that with something else. Well, you could take and put in a quarter or a third of a packet of those instant potatoes to a peak meal, right? And just add some extra calories or whatever. So again, that does just lend itself to uh, a unique opportunity there when you're opening up the meal ahead of time. We would do it. We were doing that. Uh, Boshman and I were doing that last year on our sheep hunt. I packed top ramen and he had some extra dehydrated chilies and we were basically splitting it up like half chili, half ramen and then cook it all together. And yeah, it was freaking delicious. All right. Let's dive into this question. Uh, Gabrielin said, I'm a longtime listener and absolutely love the podcast. 
And I finally have the opportunity to buy a spotting scope. My budget right now is in the $2,2500 range. I will be primarily backpack hunting, so weight is a concern. He said he tends to hunt in Nevada when he can draw, and then also hunts in Idaho primarily, those two states. So he says, what spotting scope is the best glass in this price range uh, and offers the best performance, also keeping weight as a consideration? Uh, He went on to say, I know you've mentioned the Kawa in the past, uh, but I wasn't sure if you've done a larger side-by-side comparison of other models. Any help is appreciated. So comparison-wise, Steve, yes, uh, you and Rob did do an awesome comparison. Mm -hmm. I don't know, last summer, maybe? Last fall. Yeah, yeah, I think it was October, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave the link to that full video in there. Um, Quite a few different spotting scopes. Um, You don't have to recap all those, Steve, but maybe strictly this guy's budget and use case in mind like what are some suggestions yeah to me no like with $2,500 budget no question go buy the Swaro ATS 65 with the 25 to 50 wide angle eyepiece I think that's he mentions backpacking price range even if the price range didn't change I still recommend that scope obviously you you run one I run one that's fantastic scope the um we did a video yeah that you mentioned you'll put in the description where we had basically all the top glass out there and and that little swirl you know considering that i'm backpacking and size and weight is of concern it's absolutely fantastic yeah that's my easy button answer i have one yeah i love it um did well in that comparison and i think given this guy's particular yeah budget and use case and what he's looking for it's about as perfect of a choice as you could make for specifically what he's trying to do Hopefully, um, yeah, we will. You don't know this yet, but we will have a prototype 66 from a company oh, named the Amabera right. next week. And uh, I'm really excited to test that out, but I don't believe it's available until later this year, like October or something like that. Cool. Well, I'll pack the ATS and we can pack that and it'll be fun to get in the field side yeah. by side. What, uh, what else are you packing, Steve? Like anything new for this trip or stuff you're just trying or you know, I, with? I, I th- I know I've just been, you know, so busy with other things going on that I know I've everything's good to go. And I kind of the other day sat down and like that new Thermarest pad popped up and like, oh, I'd like to try that. And I kind of meant to order order one to check it out, but I've just didn't get around to it. Um, other than that, man, it's just gear so dialed in at this point. It's just playing with stuff to play with it. And, and Bears a great what I like about these kind of low pressure just early you know bear hunts just kind of a good place to try new things right mm-hmm. experience uh, or experiment with um yeah with new stuff where it's kind of it's not on you're not on a 10-day sheep hunt where having a gear failure is a big deal so it's a, a good time to like oh, i'll give this a shot but i just didn't get around to getting anything ordered yeah yeah exactly i when I think I was just last night, I like pulled my gear list from last year's bear hunt, looked at it, made some very minor tweaks, and then just put everything together in 10 minutes. And I was like, it's just when you're organized and then have a reliable list of stuff to go off of, it's like so stinking easy to actually execute a hunt. Whereas like before, <laughs> you know, it's like 
you would just debate on stuff for months and consider all this stuff. And now it's like, God, I could get up and go live in the mountains for a week. Just give me 15 minutes and I'll be ready type thing. Yeah, it's certainly a nice place. Like today I'll go run to the store and get food for the trip, but that's about it, man. I, I'll print out my gear list and then I literally just set it on my workbench and I just start top to bottom and grab this item and, and just work down through the list. And yes, and in a matter of 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to have everything in the pack ready to go. That's yeah. certainly, certainly nice, you know, it's uh, to be to that point where things are just, it's like the easy button. What do you want to do for shelter? Run solo shelters? Like last time? Yeah, we'll we just, yeah, we'll run solo shelters. That's certainly, um, yeah, I guess we did split the Hilberg last year, didn't we? I mean, for the one night that we were that. in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I did. Yeah. That's a good question. What do you, did you throw something in or do you want to split again? I think uh, last year we split because you were just trying to save space on packing gear coming out here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't Maybe. even recall. I just remember we shared that Hilberg. I couldn't remember why, but yeah, I already yeah. have, I just grabbed my Gossamer gear um, okay. shelter cool. and then I have the bivy just in case. If we do like a quick overnight bonsai into a spot and the weather looks perfect, we could just use that. But mm. I'll have both yeah. those options. Yeah, I'll probably grab the um oh geez. The uh, thing. The one. The thing. The one the tent from the one company. Of. Yeah. Um in Utah. <laughs> Come on. Um the the clothing company. Oh, oh, wow. outdoor vitals. Outdoor vitals. Jeez. Yeah. Goodness Rain gracious. There. Yeah. Yeah, Outdoor Vitals, they uh, they had a tent they came out with last year that's pretty cool, and I grabbed, picked one up and used it on a few hunts, and it's real just simple, basic, pound and a half, something like that. It's a good little tent. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give that a shot and take it, because I only I think I spent like two nights in it last year, one one night backpacking and one night. Uh, it was when Cody was out and we were elk hunting, and we were just slept on the side of the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am going to, and I mentioned this, I think in a pretty recent Monday minutes, um, my Jetboil TI of 10 plus years is a flamethrower now. So um, I did want to spend some time, as you said, this bear hunt's like a perfect opportunity to test some stuff. So I'm going to run the Jetboil stash, which is their, um, I don't want to say non-canister stove, but it's not the all-in-one. It's kind of the pot and stove. Mm-hmm. Um, lightweight setup and I've used it um, and taken it camping, done a little bit of backpacking with, but not a ton of experience so it's for me it's like if i'm going to consider running it this fall i definitely want to get as much experience with it as possible so i'm going to run that on this hunt but that with um i don't run the pot support so basically the pot the stove itself the lid and with a bic mini it comes in at like seven and a half ounces so definitely nice and light um We'll just have to see how performance is long-term and across conditions for me. But that's one thing I'll be testing a bit. And then did you see, I don't, or maybe I mentioned it, or you've seen it, Steve, that Hydra Pack came out with their own filter, kind of like the Free mm-hmm. style filter. Yep. Yeah. I saw it last summer at the outdoor retailer show. And then I actually had Rob order some in for, to do some testing. Oh, uh, perfect. We can potentially sell them through SNS archery. And um, I believe have we have some at yet? the office. No, we have some okay. at the office, but I haven't done anything with it. Okay. Well, I picked one up, so I'm planning on bringing that Sweet. Um, to kind of compare with the B-Free. Similar style filter works with essentially the same bags if you want it to. Um, so I'll be running that just to see how it goes. And 
Yeah, it, it was funny. Uh, just one random little thing that I quote unquote changed was I've had one of those little Thermarest Z seats forever. Um, and after years and years and years, it was getting pretty dang ratty and tore up. And I didn't feel like paying the almost $40 for a new one to me, which was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna buy the sleeping pad and cut it up or what have you. But I picked up a similar to the Z seat, but a generic, you know, whatever on Amazon. I think it's from a company called Red Camp or something, uh, which who knows if they're actually a company, <laughs> but um, <laughs> picked up a a sitting pad from them that's two ounces and it folds up a little bit different. So I'm just kind of curious to see how I feel about the packability and usability of that. But yeah, man, the vast majority of everything is just same. Um, there, there may be some other stuff I make last minute calls on trying some stuff just to get experience with but i guess we can chat more after the hunt about anything that uh we tried and that worked for good bad or otherwise Hmm. what tripod are you using these days that's a question that came through again recently we've talked about tripods quite a bit on and off but for a hunt like this let's say you're taking you know the 66 millimeter spotting scope or the ats 65 something like that and then it is a hunt where you want the potential to shoot your rifle off of. So what tripod and head would you be packing for this? Yeah, I've just I've got a slick 634 with where I replaced the center column with a carbon tube that I ordered on Amazon. And then the wiser Nighthawk head. And that whole setup is under two pounds. It's pretty incredible. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm sure it's I've shot off of it. I wouldn't go to the range and put a hundred rounds through it. Right. Like, but I think the few, like, you know, a couple shots a year is totally adequate, but I don't, it's certainly not beefy enough to take like a lot of shooting or even, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have a lot of confidence if I strapped a freaking 338 Lapua on there or something like that. Right. Like, um, but with my little Creedmoor, it's lightweight, low recoil. I think it'd be just fine, but um, yeah, I'm not overly confident that it's going to handle a lot of shots just because of that carbon tube that I put in there. It's not super beefy. You know, you just kind of uh, used Gorilla Glue and put in a little insert in the top for the to mount the tripod head to. And I don't think it's designed for that kind of high shock uh, recoil of a gun going off. Yep, agreed. We we need to find the specs of that tube that you ordered because we've mentioned that in the past and guys have reached out wanting to know. Pat, uh, yeah, Pat, if you was. just search, uh, if you jump on Amazon and search 18 millimeter carbon fiber tube, I just did this uh, Monday this week and then they just showed up Wednesday. And then it's like you get a two pack of them. They're 12 inches long. So 18 millimeter outside diameter, 16 millimeter inside diameter. And that pretty much lines everything up and it works. Inner, so inner mm-hmm. is 16, 16. outer is 18? Yep. All right, perfect. Well, there's the specs because we have gotten that question, but I will I will try and pull and confirm the link on Amazon just to have an easy button in the show description as well for you guys to have that option because it definitely comes up. And then I know this isn't the center column tube, um, but another easy button is um if you don't want to source stuff and put stuff together i know that asiac offers the carbon fiber handle for the va5 head um, which again mm-hmm. is a head that we've used in the past and that we get questions about great head 
Um, so if you have that head in particular and you're looking to save some weight and go to carbon fiber handle, that is also something you can do through Asiac. So I can leave a link to that. So again, center column on the slick tube. That's what we'll leave a link to. And then just that handle as well. Yeah, it's the same size on that center column, whether you have a 624 or 634. That's identical. Good to know. Perfect. All right. Just making notes so I can leave those links, guys. We'll get that in there for you. So what about this hunt, Steve, with snow levels? Obviously, Idaho has uh, had quite the pack this year. I know it's been warmer recently, but do you think snow is still going to be a concern? I mean, we're going about two weeks later than we did last year. No, snow is definitely a concern. I literally yanked the uh, snowshoes off the shelf the other day for this hunt, um, just in case we get there. And I kind of want to, like I mentioned in the previous Monday minute, I think about taking a, a different approach and coming in high and glassing down into these canyons. And I think about based on what I, what I saw when I was up there hunting or uh, fishing last weekend, that um, it's going to be, there's going to be snow. So I, I threw snowshoes in just in case that, um, that we at least got that option so but it's going to be high i think last year we timed it like beautifully where all the north facing slopes were still covered in snow mm -hmm. all 90 percent of south um was exposed and that just really narrowed down where the bears are going to where where you needed the glass right they weren't spending a lot of time in that snow covered north facing timber slopes they were out feeding and moving around so i think um, I'm hoping optimistic that we're going to have very similar results this year. Yeah. With, uh, with just the bears being concentrated and probably even more so, right. Cause there's more snow than there was last year. I was just thinking through, we obviously just guys may be wondering like what pack we're going to take that type of thing. Um, the 3,600 for this hunt is the easy button. Perfect choice for sure. Um, it, can you talk about is accessory stuff like we're going to have some of what we will have we'll releasing this be, summer yeah we'll, we'll have the inreach minis we'll be running those and then we'll also the um i've got a new kind of quick release version of the rifle carrier system that um we'll be kind of doing some final testing on and that should go into production here we're still waiting on the buckle for it um, i had to get it from ykk and it's um yeah, it's just going to take, we don't, they're kind of a crap show when it comes to getting stuff in a timely matter. So I don't know exactly when those are going to show up. So everything's hinging on that, but we'll be testing at least the, uh, the final kind of prototype versions of them. And, um, yeah. And then run 3600s. That's about it. Well, hopefully we'll be back with, uh, some stories next week, guys. If you have any questions based on anything we said today, um, definitely reach out, let us know. Again, we'll leave all those links in the show description to everything we mentioned, and then we'll be sure to report back on any of the new stuff we're trying and kind of how it works, obviously, just based on this one experience of this hunt. But yeah, just excited to get mountains, excited to uh, get out and just tinker with some stuff and just spend some time out there. So hopefully you guys can get out soon, no matter whether that's to chase bears or just to enjoy the spring weather. Uh, it's crazy to me, Steve, as we get back from this hunt, it's going to be Memorial Day and then June 1st. And then it's like, holy crap, it's real. It's officially like to me, every time June 1st rolls around, it's officially like, all right, it's summer. It's preseason. Mm -hmm. Like, got to get ready for fall. Yeah. The one that snuck up on me was um, 
death hike was all of a sudden like dude that's like six weeks out like yeah. <laughs> kind of really, that's gonna sne- sneaking up really fast yeah uh, kind of i started just even this last week really right not major changes to my training but there's some tweaks to it for sure to to kind of cater for that for that hike this year yeah absolutely cool we'll report back more uh with info as always guys appreciate you tuning in if you want to leave us those questions send an email to podcast at xmountgear.com or look for the link in the show description that says leave us a message and then to make sure that you receive the future episodes just hit subscribe or follow in whatever podcast app that you're using and we'll talk to you soon